3: Chances are, if you've been listening to Dear Gabby, you are definitely committed to your personal growth. And one area that I see consistently coming up for everybody on the show when I Dear Gabby folks and guests come on is people feeling stuck in relationships, struggling in their romantic relationships, having power struggles in their work relationships, just lots of relationship stuff coming up. And I've been there in every relationship of my life. I've had different things that have come up along the way. And there's one thing I learned that literally changed my relationships forever, and it was when I became clear about my attachment style. The more I knew about my personal attachment style, the easier it was to relate to others and to understand why people triggered me so much, and then to fix it, really get to the bottom of it. And that's why I created a free two-minute quiz for you to learn your attachment style, I want all of my listeners to have a clear understanding of what your attachment style is so that you can then bring that awareness into your relationships. Head over to DearGabby.com slash attachment to take the free two-minute quiz and learn what your style is. That's DearGabby.com forward slash attachment. Take the quiz. Thank me later. Hey there, welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. A while back, we did a show on boundaries and it was so popular and I knew it was going to be that I decided to do another episode on it. It was so popular that when we were recording it, my Dear Gabby guests were begging for more. They were like, keep going with this topic. I want more. I want more, Gabby. So I, I really just had to keep this conversation going. And we talked about the four steps of boundaries, the four steps to creating loving boundaries. You can go back to that old episode and listen to that. But for today's show, I really want to hone in on the first step. Because without the first step, nothing will work. Without the first step, no boundary can be created. So, before you even go back to that old episode, this episode actually is going to really tee you up and give you a great, great sense of what is required to create a clear boundary with love. And that is to really center your heart, to get your heart centered with. A tremendous amount of love and compassion, first towards yourself and next to the other person that you need to create the boundary with. But it has to start with you. It has to start with you. We lack boundaries often because we think that if we speak up for ourselves, we won't be loved, we'll be unlovable, we'll be rejected, we won't be adequate enough. We don't believe we deserve that kind of respect. We Don't even believe that we deserve to give it to ourselves. We potentially grew up in environments that were very boundaryless. So we learned to have poor boundaries. We people please. That's a big one. We saw that on the last show when we talked about this. We people please. We do everything we can to avoid conflict. We are terrified of asking for our needs to be met. All of the above. When we're in these patterns of overriding our needs and our desires and our commitment to ourselves. We are not only creating a very unstable environment for ourselves internally, but we're creating a lot of difficulty in relationships because when we're not asking for what we need and we're not caring for ourselves, we're not in our authentic truth. You've heard me say over and over again on this show that what's the most sexy and attractive about you is your authenticity. When we lack the boundary, when we lack the clarity, when we lack the voice to speak for what we need, to ask for what we need, to create what we need, we lack vulnerability, we lack connection. We really create more negativity and distance in our relationships. So if you're in a relationship right now, romantic or otherwise, this is your episode and the last one. I mean, you want to like listen to these together. You want to go back to them. You want to repractice them, repractice them, repractice them. And this one is honing in on that first step of establishing that love first for yourself, that love and that heart-centered connection for yourself. And that starts by just using what we did in the first episode of A Heart Hold, really gently placing your hand on your heart and your other hand on your belly. And I'm going to give you a new level of this today. If you're not driving, you can close your eyes. And if you're driving, just take this in. Just allow me to soothe you while you drive. But if you're not driving, find a place that's private and just get comfortable. With your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly, just closing your eyes gently if you're not driving a vehicle or operating any machinery or watching small children, whatever is going on. And just give yourself a deep belly breath, breathing in and letting go. Taking another deep breath in and let that go. For a moment, reflecting on the area of your life where you've been struggling to create a boundary. Noticing what that feels like in your body to not create the boundary to override yourself, to not speak up for yourself, to not care for yourself. Anything that you notice about what comes up when you even think about creating a boundary, what's coming up for you? Notice it. Notice it in your body. Notice it in your energy. Is there a color? Is there a gender? Is there an age? Is there a sensation that's coming through for you? What do you notice about it? Now let's get to know that part of you that's afraid to create boundaries, part of you that's hiding from your boundaries. What do you know about it? Is there an image or a time frame? Is there a storyline? Again, is there a gender, an age? Be specific. Really get into this and be specific. What do you know about the part of you that's afraid to create boundaries or that avoids boundaries? And this could be boundaries in any area of your life boundaries with money, boundaries with relationships, boundaries with coworkers, boundaries with children. What do you know about it? And then ask yourself this part of you that's not. Not yet ready to create the boundaries. Let's ask it. In order to create a healthy boundary, what would you need? What would you need? Just be honest. Let whatever comes through you come through you. Maybe you hear something say, maybe you hear that that part of you say, I would need to feel safe, or I would need to be relaxed, or I would need to be jovial, or I would need to feel supported in the moment. What would you need? And take a deep breath in and just really give yourself and that part of you that has been avoiding boundaries. Just give yourself and that part of you a lot of love and compassion and just say, "Ooh, avoidant part. We've been doing a lot. We've been working hard. Thank you for your service. A lot of compassion for all the reasons and behaviors and feelings that I might be avoiding. And I love myself so much for just checking in, just looking at what's up, and having the courage to become curious about it. What a beautiful moment, just speaking back to yourself with calm energy and a sense of connection to yourself. And when you're ready, open your eyes. That. Practice of noticing and knowing and needing is what I actually want you to do to take that first step of creating boundaries to the next level. Before you create a boundary, before you even contemplate creating a boundary, I want you to get to know the part of you that's avoiding it. And to extend love and to extend compassion, curiosity, calmness, courage connectedness, creativity, all those C qualities of self-energy, the love energy, the internal parent to tend to that part of you that is afraid to speak up for themselves, Afraid to speak up. Afraid to ask for what you want. Befriending that avoidant part, befriending the part of you that's that's scared to speak up actually is the first step, is establishing that love energy, that peace within you to get to a place where you can start to actually even the playing field, relax your nervous system, calm your energy, and just settle so that you can actually begin even the contemplation of what it would be to create a healthy boundary. Big work here. And it's cool because I took that four-step process and now we're dissecting it and really establishing this understanding of step one. Once again, when you really master this step, this first step of just connecting to the, the needs within you and the love within you, the with compassion and courage towards yourself, then you can really rock out with the four steps in the original Boundary episode. So I want to hear from my guest today and really play this step out. Really workshop this step, play it out, get a sense of how it supports our guests today on Dear Gabby. Now for a quick break to talk about today's partner, Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Let's take a moment to focus on you. How are you feeling? How are things going? If your answer was anything less than, Gabby, I'm feeling awesome, then I want to help you. Our partners at Calm have the tools you need to feel your best. Over 100 million people around the world are using Calm to reduce stress and anxiety, to help lead them through guided meditations, improve their focus, help them rest and recharge, and even help their children fall asleep. And I have been listening to their curated music tracks lately at my desk while I'm just writing or working. And at first, I thought the music would distract me, but it actually was a game changer. It helped me focus even more. I highly recommend these music tracks. It's been really awesome for me. Also, you know how much I love meditation. Calm helps promote the life-changing skill of meditation for people at all stages in their life. It doesn't matter if you've been meditating for years or if you're a first-time meditator. Calm is named the world's happiest app and is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a premium subscription at com dot com slash deargabby. Go to C A L M.com slash Dear Gabby for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's com dot com slash dear Gabby. If you're looking for a nutritious and delicious snack, look no further than Perfect Bar. When they reached out to be a sponsor of the show, my producer, Sam, started freaking out. She's like, I love those bars. I've been eating them for five years. And she used to eat one every single day for breakfast on the go. And if there is one thing that I can relate to, it's having a busy life. I am very busy. And there are times where I actually can't sit down to breakfast and I just need something quick, easy, and trustworthy. After trying the Perfect Bar, I immediately fell in love. This bar became my go-to, made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. Perfect Bar has protein bars and little snack size bars, too. They are all so delicious. My son loves them as well. Their protein bars have a cookie dough-like texture that's creamy and full of flavor, unlike any of the other bars that are out there. Honestly, sometimes have one for dessert. Maybe I'll like cut them up and put them in the freezer and eat it like it's chocolate. Perfect Bar contains up to 17 grams of whole food protein per bar, which is really major. And 10 plus delicious flavors like dark chocolate chip, peanut butter, coconut, peanut butter, salted caramel, dark chocolate chip, peanut butter, all of it, all of it. It's just so good. It's gluten-free, non-GMO, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. How cool is that? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com Gabby to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com Gabby to get a free perfect bar today happy snacking. So let's dive into the first step of creating boundaries with whoever you want to bring in, Sam. Bring in our first guest. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you?
0: Everybody says that they have this feeling. And so I I was kind of not prepared, but at the same time, it's like, could it be me? I feel really lucky. I'm such an avid listener to this podcast. It's something I look forward to every Monday morning. So very grateful for the service that you do. So, um, yeah, so this is a treat and this subject of boundaries is one that I feel like I do need to put into practice. I am, you know, challenged by establishing boundaries with my clients. I'm in a service business and I'm an agent. So I work with,
3: Ooh, yeah. This will yeah. be fun. You're a good one to work with today. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's like, basically my business is lifting up other people's businesses and kind of giving to them. It's it's just the nature of it is, um, you know, I'm pretty much in service to other people's desires and um, visions and businesses and and needs. And, uh, it's, you know, I feel really grateful that I'm able to do this service, but I put up with a lot being in this position and yeah. yeah. And I've been doing it for a long time. And I think in a way, like mm, I have changed so much during this time, what I used to accept in order to just, you know, suck it up and make a dollar is not really the case for me now. And so my values have changed and I'm navigating my way kind of through that as it relates to people that I currently work with and what I'm
3: willing to do and what I'm not willing to do and how much I give. Yeah. It's interesting because it sounds like you've had a nice run at this career. So you've established yourself in the industry Mm -hmm. But even in those moments when we have success and we've established ourselves in our industry and we have a reputation, we can still override ourselves even when we don't have to. So it's a little bit of an undoing. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you, though, because I'm recognizing that you can see clearly, one, you put your time in, you don't have to do that anymore. And two, it's not really working for you. So that's excellent. That's excellent. So let's get into this just to ask you a few questions. When you're in that place, just to really hone in on this, this first step, because like I said, if we don't own the first step, we won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So in those moments when you're overriding yourself and you're taking on too much, what do you notice is happening in your physiology? What do you notice is happening in your mind, and your breath? What's happening? What do you notice about that feeling?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I think is prevalent for me is my competitive nature. And I think it again has to do with sort of a generational thing and how I was raised in business. But one of the thoughts that comes up for me when I think about holding my ground or when I'm preparing to have these kinds of conversations is, you know, what's going to happen if this all falls apart and this person goes to somebody else Mm -hmm. and they're hugely Mm -hmm. successful, you know, it's spinning out in my mind of, you know, maybe going through
3: fear. second guessing. And yeah, there's fear. Yeah, there's fear. Okay. Let's send some compassion to that fear. It's reasonable. Okay. I have a girlfriend who was having, I was at a kid's birthday party with, she's a agent and she was in the country at a kid's birthday. And she's like, I got to get on the train right now to go to a birthday party for one of my clients. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Like say no. And she's like, I have to stay relevant you know? So there's some, you know, acceptance here of like, all right, there's so, a certain amount that I'll do and put up with just to part of the job, right? And then there's boundaries. So that's the first step is sort of recognizing the fear and recognizing the fear that's instilled in the industry, noticing it, call it by its name, mm-hmm. fear, mm-hmm. right? there it is. Being compassionate towards yourself for... Falling into that fear, but also be grateful for that fear because that fear keeps some boundaries, right? That fear keeps keeps you in check. It keeps you motivated. It's not a bad thing, right? We don't want it to be running the show. Yeah. And then I want you to consider what it would be like to establish some clarity around what it is that you want with this client, with a thing that you don't want to do, the thing that you do wanna do, whatever it is. And I'm going to use this step one work, particularly on you loving them. Okay. Because I don't get a sense that there's a lot of lack of self-love. I just think that there's a sense of like fear of not being relevant, right? Or fear mm-hmm. of losing the client. That's, that's a different conversation. I genuinely feel from you being with you here right now that there's a lot of confidence and there's a lot of like self-compassion and yeah. a lot, a lot. It's really present. So it's really about the compassion to the client thinking about one of those hot clients in particular that really triggers you, right? Mm-hmm. In this moment, right here, right now, placing your hand on your heart, and your hand on your belly, giving yourself some grace, breathing in. Notice that person in front of you. Just see them sitting here with you. And just notice what's up. What are you feeling right here, right now with that person?
0: I just feel like we're not on the same page. And like, you know... Yeah. We're just not on the same page. There's nothing. I think she has an incredible heart. I think she's an unbelievable talent, but we just aren't aligned in where we're at. We're just not really going in the same direction. We're not working that well together.
3: How do you feel towards her?
0: You know, I really respect really respect her. Like I, there are a lot of qualities in her that have been inspiring and I've learned a lot and we've done great things together, but I also feel like she does not take my input into consideration and it isn't a respectful kind of partnership in that way.
3: Okay. So there's, a lot of admiration and hurt. Yeah, yeah. So while I noticed that there was such a beautiful self-energy of like a lot of compassion towards yourself and all that, I'm actually redirecting what I was saying before, which is that one has to come back to you. Mm -hmm. There's hurt. There's some work around extending compassion and curiosity towards yourself. What's coming up for me here? what needs to be revealed.
0: Yeah. It's like, I think you nailed it. I'm, I am hurt. And Mm. I think it does go back to myself in the sense that it makes me second guess my worth when somebody doesn't value my input or my time Mm. or, you know, what I bring to the table. Yeah. Even though I see the potential and I, I think we all mean well, it's, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah,
3: there's been some damage done. For the next 30 days, I have an assignment for you. I don't want you to do anything different in this relationship. Just keep moving as you're moving. But I want you to wake up every morning before you start your day. And I want you to do the heart hold with your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly. And I want you to tap into that hurt part. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get to know it, get curious about it. I want you to give it space to speak up and breathe. Maybe you tap into a sense of compassion towards it. As you breathe into that feeling, like really tap into the feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can do it right here for a moment. Just breathing into that part of you that's hurt. And just notice where it lives in your body. Notice one thing about it. And you can tell me if you want to tell me what you notice. I feel like it,
0: strangely, I just feel like I went straight to like my right leg, like my knee and like this just sort of tense area
3: and my nice knee, work, and my shin. That's nice work. Okay. Yeah, so there's yeah. tension in your knee and shin. Okay. And what do you know about this part of you?
0: What do I know about this part of me? That I'm really, really strong. And I feel like I've, you know, I've put up with a lot in a lot of areas in my life. And I've learned a lot
3: from it. But I want you to just be in a place of in the morning for 30 days, just getting to know and befriending the part of you that's hurt Mm -hmm. and giving that part of you a lot of love, a lot of compassion, being curious towards that part of you, thinking about connecting to it. Because when we feel defensive or we lack boundaries, Mm -hmm. it's often because we are overriding a exiled part of who we are mm-hmm. and so this is about tending to that part that's hurt and if you just casually just became present with that part that hurts and just put your awareness towards that part that hurts and just breathe into the feeling of hurt you can tend to the part of you that's activated mm-hmm. and by caring for that part of you that's activated in 30 days, in a month, your feelings towards her will be quite different. Mm -hmm. Because when the hurt is dissolved, we can create boundaries with love. I actually lived this recently. A close friend did something and it really hurt me. And I was in so much rage and so much defense. And if I had met her from that place and created the boundary with her of like, yo, I don't do this in relationships from that defensive hurt place, that child place. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'd be friends right now. I think it would have mm-hmm. just shamed her, blamed her end of relationship. So I did my work. It took me a week in this instance to really work with the hurt. And as soon as I felt relief from that work and felt that hurt relax, relax, and settle, and that I tended to my inner parts. I met up with her and I was like, yo, love you, forgive you. That shit ain't gonna work in my life, mm-hmm. just ain't gonna fly. I, you know, I hold you in a lot of compassion and I'm here for it, but I am not here for that. Yeah. And she just met me with so much love, was able to see her part, was able to get, you know, the help that she needed, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm because I was able to, to say to her with so much love and compassion, I love you. I honor you. I forgive you. But I'm not here for that. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm not really worried about the outcome of how you handle this relationship, because if you can tend to the part of you that's hurt by her, it'll be a lot easier to establish some clarity in the relationship. Feel yeah. into it. So yeah, yeah. what we want to do to, to take care of the parts of who we are is bring self energy to it. And I've talked a lot about self-energy. This is from internal family systems therapy. And self is the eight C's. It's compassion, curiosity. Like, I really just want you to lean into curiosity. That's all I want you to start with. If you just spend some time getting curious about the hurt in the morning and breathing into it, that's enough. Mm -hmm. And as you start to get curious, the compassion starts to sit in. And as you're getting curious, the connectedness starts to be established. And that curiosity creates calm because you're not resisting it anymore, and it creates creativity because you're like, wait, oh, I could just like love myself instead. You know, it starts to create creative ideas, and that curiosity is that first step. So I want you to do thirty days of curiosity. Okay, getting to know why you know what what's up with the hurt, and the hurt's it's really young part. It's old, mm-hmm. it's young. It's probably shown up in a lot of different places. She's activating it now, and. Don't do anything different in the relationship. Just keep showing up. And the more you tend to the hurt, the more different you will be in the way you show up. Mm -hmm. And what might happen just sort of organically, when she's no longer triggering that part of you, boundaries just get settled without even having to speak about them. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Julie, what a great example you are for us today. Cause this is, you're in an industry that's very boundaryless and you're going to really work through it. Yeah. By tending to yourself. Obviously, this was like
0: divine. Meant to be.
3: Meant to be. Meant to be. Thank you. Right on, Mama. Nice to meet you. I hope you're enjoying this episode, and I want to just take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. Do you ever feel that tightness in your tummy sitting in rush hour traffic, or maybe you can't fall asleep at night because you have that never-ending to-do list? I know I hear this from a lot of our dear Kathy guests that come through. That's because of your gut, not your brain. Your gut is responsible for your stress response. So to manage stress and feel calm, you have to give your gut what it needs to thrive. And my favorite probiotic, I mean this, my favorite probiotic is Just Thrive Probiotic. I travel with it. I have it all over my home. I use this product daily. And I love this product because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. You've heard me talk in previous episodes about my gut health and how I take it extremely seriously. And Just Thrive is my go-to. I recently had to take a lot of antibiotics. I had a surgery and then I had a sinus infection. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I had to amp up my Just Thrive probiotics. I'm proud to say that just a week or two later, my stomach was back to normal. And for the next level stress management, I pair the probiotic with Just Thrive's breakthrough new formula, Just Calm. JustCalm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable, including reduce perceived stress, improve sleep quality, and also improve the quality of your energy. Just Thrive Probiotic and JustCalm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. There's no fake marketing, no claims, just real, scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. And right now, you can get off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code GABBY at checkout. All right, so who's next? Hi there, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. You're my hero, Gabby, I've got to say. I've really been listening to everything the past few weeks, months, and you've been very inspiring. So thank you for everything that you do.
3: Oh, I'm really happy I can support you. That's beautiful. Thank you for coming back and being here <laughs> yeah. with me now.
2: That's okay. I've got so many questions. I don't know which one to, to go with, really. Um, for me, what I'm struggling with at the moment is actually moving myself through a certain point. I've been presented with opportunities and I keep on hitting a wall where I kind of have this self-saboteur behavior coming through and I feel that it's like creating boundaries for myself and disciplines and things like that so I just wondered whether you had any advice for that because
3: Mm. it
2: stems back you know to to previous behaviors. um, Right
3: yeah so with self-sabotage is what's coming up
2: yeah it's more self-sabotage for me.
3: All right. And you said creating boundaries with the part of you that's self-sabotaging.
2: Yeah, I think that there is an element of with me that stands in my own way. It, it kind of, I say more confidence led. I've had quite a lot of things happen the past couple of years. And my confidence has been diminished somewhat. And I feel that, you know, I've got this kind of fear of success that's holding me back. I'm kind of acting in a self sabotage way. And so, you know, the boundaries is kind of with myself.
3: Okay. So, Michelle, I I think that we want to be careful when we, I know the topic today is boundaries. So we're going there and we're kind of applying it. But this is actually bringing up something really beautiful, which is sometimes we think we have to create boundaries with ourselves, And in some instances, that can be really beneficial. For instance, the addict, the, the drug addict. It's like, okay, I've got the boundary as a sober woman that I do not use any mood-altering substances, period. That is a commitment I've made for 17 years. That boundary gave me the opportunity to do deeper spiritual therapeutic work. So in this instance where you feel like you're creating self-sabotage and you want to be more boundaryed about that behavior, One thing you can do is just call it out. Notice it in the moment. Notice it whenever it comes up. Notice the self sabotage. Instead of just pushing past it, ignoring it, overriding it, pretending it didn't happen, notice it because we can't heal what we don't give voice to. And so in this case, I don't want you to create a boundary in the sense of like, I'm never going to sabotage myself again. I actually want you to come back to what we were talking about earlier with the curiosity. Notice it, get to know it. By engaging with that self sabotage and just checking in with it, you don't let it pick up momentum. It's when we just ignore or override behavior, whether it's in a relationship with somebody else or with ourselves, that we lose the potential for a boundary, where we lose control, where the behavior takes on its own life whether it's addiction, and and honestly, this self-sabotage is another form of addiction. It's another form of saying like, I'm going to push myself down so that I don't have to feel this feeling of whatever it might be, the disappointment, whatever it could be. And so that noticing it instead of ignoring it, instead of getting hooked into it, instead of judging yourself more, the noticing that pattern begins the journey of starting to connect to it, begins the journey of starting to extend love to it begins the journey of opening up your heart to the creative possibilities of what are available to you to heal this part of yourself. For today, as your jumpstart, to give you this jumpstart, I just want you to do exactly what I gave our listener before, this first step of creating a new relationship to that self-sabotage by becoming curious about it. So once again, I want you to just maybe journal about it, put the self-sabotage at the top of the page and say, what do you want me to know? What do I know about you? Where do you come from? What do you feel like? Do you have a color? Do you have a shape? And get to know it. Maybe you do this on a daily basis. And so when you just give yourself that spiritual exploration, becoming curious about the self-sabotage, without judgment, with love and compassion, getting to know what's up here. And so Self-sabotage has been keeping you stuck in a pattern and now having the courage to be curious about it and to witness it is a big, massive jumpstart to lead you in the next right action to getting to that deeper core wound that needs to be healed. Does that resonate with you, Michelle?
2: Yeah, that sounds perfect. Thank you.
3: You're welcome, my love. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. So here's the deal, guys. While I'm not a therapist Yet, maybe one day I will be. I am going to meet you all with therapeutic and spiritual principles. But a big part of my intention for this work is to, like I said, jumpstart you, is to give you a dear Gabby kick in the ass, to start to get to know what it is that may have been a little bit hidden, get to know the parts of yourself that are activated, to get to know that there's even something there that needs tending to, and to do that from a place of a lot of love and compassion, not a place of judgment. So that is my primary intention here is to help you start to tap in and tune into and reveal this this beautiful stuff, this beautiful, beautiful collage of parts of who we are that deserves our attention and our love and to open you up to the path and the journey of opening up your conscious awareness to receive more support from the universe. And that support will come in the form of a therapist. That support will come in the form of a coach. That support will come in many different forms. Someone in the chat just said, spiritual roadside assistance. I couldn't have said it better myself that's what I'm here for. Your spiritual Rosa assistant. (laughs) Gotta leave me a review on Dear Gabby with that one. Amazing. Okay. So let's take the next person. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Hi, Allison. Hi.
1: Oh my God. This is like a dream come true. Like my sister, my mom, like we're all like avid uh, Gabby fans. So I can't wait to tell them I'm on here. My struggle is, and it kind of goes back, but I read your happy days book. I absolutely loved it. Um, It really helped me, especially it came in perfectly because I did your manifesting challenge last year. After that, I was like having my health issues, weight gain. I wasn't happy. And this summer, my husband, um, my ex soon to be ex-husband, attacked me like sexually assaultly. There's a huge criminal case going on with that, so I've been dealing with that. I left getting a divorce, got a restraining order PFA, protected me and my two girls, They're five and two. So learning from that experience, I don't want to repeat the same mistake. What I learned from that is I had to, I set my boundaries several times with my ex-husband and then going into future like relationships if I ever start dating again. But sometimes coming from that place of like letting go, like I set my boundaries, I told them my feelings, but they're still crossing them. And I always kind of just struggled with like letting go.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, when your boundaries are related to your personal safety and the well-being of you and your family and I don't, you know, I know there's children in the room, so I want to be just, you know, cautious of the ways that we, the energy that we bring to the conversation. So they hear our energy, not our words. Yeah. When it comes to your safety and your well being, sometimes there isn't patience for that. And there isn't letting go there. There's no letting go. That's sometimes when we but like you did, you know, you sought the support and the help and the restraining order and the divorce. And those real life commitments that you're making are extreme boundaries that are required. I want you to give yourself so much grace and so much compassion and so much love. And I want you to feel me right here, right now, just extending that calm compassion to you and saying, I'm proud of you for getting yourself to safety. No,
1: thank you. It means a lot. And I have to say, like, if it wasn't for your work, like everything, universe has your back, spiritual attractor, the happy days, it's really, it's got me through and
3: moved me to this point in my life. I would advise you, one, I'm going to give you my relationship challenge and I'll give you my, well, I'm going to give you my miracle membership and there's a relationship challenge coming up in October. I want to suggest that you do the attachment quiz, the deargabby.com slash attachment to get to know a little bit of the why, you know, what it is, why do you keep attracting these types of partners? Anxious attachment and then like codependent, Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I mean, this is all so common, my love. And so, and I'm not trying to diminish this. This is serious stuff. And so what my big advice to you is, is like in early sobriety, they make the recommendation, don't get into a relationship for at least a year, okay? Because you need to really tend to your inner self. And sometimes I would say few years, okay? Especially if you've been attracting relationships that are not safe. So I really want to give you, extend to you my elder advice here and suggest that you make your personal growth and spiritual development and healing trauma work, all of it, your highest priority for you and for your girls. And that you make a boundary and a commitment to maybe stay out of relationships for a year, a year and a half, whatever, until you feel safer. Because I promise you this, and it's scary to say this, but if you don't show up for what's up, it's going to keep coming up and it's going to keep coming up in the form of the same man and the same man and the same man. And so I'm just, I want to be creating that safe boundary for you with you here right now to make that commitment.
1: That's what I kind of like needed to hear. I think I have that fear of like being alone, especially being single mom.
3: You are a profound person here right now and you're doing spiritual work on yourself. You're doing therapeutic work on yourself. I'm going to give you my miracle membership Thank you. I want to hook you up with all the Gabby goods inside that membership, the relationship challenge. Get to work. Make your spiritual commitment, your personal growth, your highest priority. Get counseling. Get yourself into a community with other women who have had experienced domestic violence. Do the work, do the work, do the work. I promise you, if you devote your life to the work, if you can make that commitment to the work, your children will thrive, your relationships will thrive. But it has to happen from you first, that relationship to yourself
1: what I needed to hear. It's like, this was definitely divine. We planned being on your show because I always try to go on the Dear Gabby's. Thank you so much, Gabby. I really appreciate you.
3: You're welcome, my love. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So proud of you. Make sure you keep taking care of yourself. Okay. I
1: will. Thank you.
3: Okay. Thank you, love. That's a beautiful way to close. That sometimes we have to create boundaries with ourselves. If we have addictive patterns, Sometimes. We actually need to create the abstinence, the boundary of abstinence, in order to clear the space to look more closely, to get more curious. In the case of addiction, in the case of codependency, drug addiction, work addiction, love addiction, sometimes we have to, you know, do 90 days, year count days. In my case, 17 years. <laughs> take away the substance or the drug of choice. And the drug of choice can be love, can be relationships, can be abusive relationships. Take away the drug of choice, people-pleasing, whatever it might be, food. Remove it with abstinence, the support of a program, the support of a therapist, so that we can actually have the space to do the deeper work. That's a very big boundary, creating boundaries with ourselves and our patterns so that we can go deeper, so that we can explore more so we can become more curious and safely do that. This was such a big show. If you enjoyed the show and you want to get to know yourself a bit more as it relates to your boundaries, as it relates to why you are the way you are in relationships, go to deargabby.com forward slash attachment and take the free two-minute attachment quiz and you'll get to know a lot more about yourself and that will really help you take this boundary work to the next level. And go back and listen to our other episode on boundaries where I lay out the four steps to creating boundaries with love. Now that you've mastered step one, it's going to be even easier for you to take the other steps. And I just, I just love the bravery and the courage of all the people that join us on this show and the the safe, soothing and secure environment that we've established here on Dear Gabby. And I'm just really proud of every human listening. I'm proud of you for listening. I'm proud of you for showing up. I'm proud of you for Making it to the end, when we talk about big stuff and you get to the end, you can really just know you did your big spiritual work today. So I'm proud of you all. and Thank you for joining me here on Dear Gabby. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you.